I guess, uh, good morning. Who are, uh, you guys want to introduce yourselves real sure, quick? Sure, sure. Um, I'm Jacob. Uh, and this is Matt. And we are two of the many members of Truth of the Matter. Yes, sir. Truth of the Matter being a band here in Knoxville, Tennessee. That is the one, yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool. Um, and you guys got a show coming up. We do. It's the biggest show of the year. It's uh, <laughs> October 8th at Schulz Brow Brewing. And uh, I think it's actually near here. It's in the old city. Yeah, um, the castle. Yeah, yeah the castle. Is, yeah, literally, big old castle. <laughs> October 8th is the... Uh, it's the place to be, Michelle's bro. Why don't you tell us, guys, uh, what y'all play in your band, and like, what's the general lineup of your band? Um, yeah, I so I play bass, and I'm also lead vocals for the band. Um, so I, for I, I was kind of in limbo for a while, like what I was actually supposed to play because uh, we had some people leave and then like come back and stuff. So like, I played guitar for a second. And then, you know, now I'm back to, you know, main bass and lead vocals. And then same with, you know, Jacob over here, uh, you know, he, he was guitar for like the, you know, original iteration of the band. And then now it's come around to be like, you know, our drummer, you know, it's mm-hmm. super solid. So. I'm kind of a, a journeyman, as you could call yeah. it, because um, uh, <clears throat> I play drums, but also like when we record and stuff, I record guitar for us. And then if we have another member come, he'll come up and do some vocals, and then he'll get behind the kit. His name's Isaiah. He's an animal on the kit. He was actually oh, yeah. the original drummer. But, um, yeah, I, right now I do drums and a little bit of guitar. So Yeah. Nice. Uh, what kind of bass What kind of bass do you play? Uh, I have a five-string. Uh, it's, like it's, it's just a beat-up Fender Squire J, J bass. Nice. Fancy stuff. Yeah. Five-string. Yeah, it's five. Who beat that up? Yeah. Uh, me. <laughs> I listen. So I, I, I did only you know do guitar and stuff. And uh, when we were in high school, when we first started the band, uh, I, that's what I wanted to do. I just wanted to be a guitarist. And so I started listening to a lot of Primus in high school. Something just when you said I'm lead vocals and bass, I'm like, you better be a Primus. Oh man. yeah, man, I, <laughs> I love them, bro. They're um, Les Claypool is like one of my you know you could favorite. Be a police fan. Uh, oh yeah, that too. Yeah, <laughs> you <laughs> but might notice I've got that. Is my I one saw that. Only. Yeah, I saw that over there. I was like, dang, that this looks tasty. My one and only bass. And uh, funny enough, the same flyer that y'all found me on, this band called me about three weeks ago to play at Poor Tap House. Yeah. yeah. And they were doing Grateful Dead stuff, but that's like the only bass I have, and it's been a while. So like <laughs> three straight hours with that on my neck, I'm Ooh. like, I- I'm getting old. Oh yeah. I'm really getting old. Yeah, I had that's... to switch to guitar myself. <laughs> yeah. Just, also, with like a six-string bass, and if you can't see it, but I wired it like a guitar. I took the active pickups out, and I put like an actual pickup switch on it. Oh, okay, gotcha. So I just stopped fucking lying to myself. Yeah. <laughs> Matthew's actually gone down more of the rabbit hole. This man went on Sweetwater and bought a fretless five-string bass. That's true, bass. yeah. I, I got one. That I, I invested a while back. Because, I, I mean, that was what I thought was one of the cooler things about Les Claypool stuff, is that like the fretless, you know, playing like... It gave it kind of like I don't know, just a weird character to it. So I was like, oh yeah, I want to do that too. So did you? Uh, did anybody slap you for like slapping a fretless? Where they were like, no, don't oh. do that. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think I just like kind of like just don't mention to some type, some people that it's a fretless. I'm just like, oh yeah, this is the you know. But the thing, it is way more like it's got active pickups in it, so it's like way more powerful than the other ones. So I have to be careful when I'm like switching, you know. Yeah. So. And what about you? You're uh, so. What drum set are you using now? That's a oh, yeah. great question because uh, I, I built it piece by piece. I didn't build it, but like assembled. Assembled. Yeah, that's a great word for it. I um, it's a Pearl kick drum and a DW uh, twelve inch tom, sixteen inch tom, a DW snare, uh, Sabian trash crash, and then a minor hi-hat and there's some other like there, I don't know what the ride is and also have a China symbol to provide some uh, knowledge to the listeners out there <laughs> in the drum world that's what we call a, a jelly bean kit is it? it's a jelly bean oh, kit oh okay Interesting. I had no idea <laughs> I, didn't know I went on Sweetwater I was like yeah this, this is but, probably but wait, good for having a jelly bean kit I was going to point out he's got a DW snare and toms so he's like got some of the best up top and a pearl kick drum how did you just like land upon a like random DW toms and a snare? I just don't see those really floating it around. Uh, Sweetwater, man, I went on Sweetwater and they sell individual toms and snares. 
So I, I just remember he, he like called me up like the day after he got me. He's like, yeah, this snare is four hundred or five hundred dollars or something. And he's like, and the toms are also four hundred pieces. I was like, God. <laughs> Yeah, dude. It's like I got a Timex face, but it's got Rolex arms. <laughs> it's, yeah, it's got a Mont Blanc battery in there. Yeah. yeah, that 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 kick though, you cannot be dynamic with it. It is loud and it's perfect for me. We've been yeah. having an argument the last couple of days about a bass drum technique. I've I've been foot down for years, but he's like, "How do you fucking do heel down? Like I'm supposed to be doing heel up, apparently." Oh, really? How do you play? Uh, I've not really thought about it. When I obviously do you play like this? No. Or do you? No, I play like the second one. With the Where you like keep up. your like you're on your toe the whole time? You mean on your toe, but mainly yeah. like, when you're hitting the kick drum, it's you're you're holding it. Like you're you're, you're using your legs. You're not just. Oh right. Okay. I, I switch a little <laughs> bit between both, but yeah. you know. Yeah. See when I <clears throat> I when I first because I know like a little bit of drums. Obviously not as good as him, but. Um, when I first started playing, I literally learned from like a Guitar Hero set, and so I used to do heel down because you're you really good at was, toxicity, right? Yeah, <laughs> that was the song. Uh, well, I and I would do that, and then when I actually started, like I actually watched Jacob play, and I was like, oh, you you got to keep that like toe down like that, you know, or else it's gonna kill like this whole like section of your shin, yes. you know, you can't keep that up. So yeah, now I now I do that if and I'm like, like messing around with it. Like, mm-hmm. Yeah, like, yeah. But I, I don't know. I, there's something about drums that always was fascinating for some reason. It's not I, that fascinating is not the right word. It's just really, fu- really fun, right? You know, like you get to beat the fuck out of something and it sounds good. Mm-hmm. Well, you, th- you hope it sounds good. And I, I was always a guitar player, but we have an amazing guitarist in our band. His name is Michael Blevins. Yeah. And he does like these virtuosic, like tasty improvised leads and stuff. Yeah. And it's just like. If he can do that, then I'm gonna go somewhere where I can, I can go on my own path and like make a difference, rather than being like a rhythm guitarist or something. But that's so. like the best kind of situation to be in in a band, if you ask me. Because oh, if, yeah. if everybody plays a little bit of everything, and there's somebody that's better at one thing, like there's no ego clash. You mm-hmm. just move around, and like even if you have to switch every song, I think that's fun for the audience. I think the yes. audience gets a kick yeah. out of watching, like. Oh shit! That guy just played four instruments. Like, yeah. I don't remember that. That's so. been part of the thing. Like, so when we used to, so we used to have, uh, you know, a full-time drummer. Uh, his name is Isaiah, but we would have him <clears throat> mid-show. We'd have him come up and do uh, "American Star" by Lil Wayne, and and like that would go crazy, and then Jake would hop on drums, you know. So now the way we do it is like, cause he was in the group for a while, and then like just we couldn't work it out. So he now recently has come back and been like a guest feature. And so what we'll do is like get to the end of the set and they'll be like, you know, Isaiah come up, do that. And then he'll hop on the drums after that and finish out the set as like Jacob on guitar, Isaiah on drums. And then we got like vintage. Even, yeah. <laughs> vintage, vintage truth, truth of the matter. Cause that's, that was the original lineup. So, um, it's nostalgia for us, but also for the crowd that if they are, if the crowd was there for the first part of the set, they're like, wow, he was on the drums. And then this dude just came up and slayed some vocals and now yeah. he's like drumming better than what the actual drummer was doing. Yeah. <laughs> so then it's also not like a, you know, like a, um, kind of like one of those, like, it's like a jazz gig where like there is a lot of switch arounds and stuff like that where multiple people could play. It's just like, we do the one switch and then, so it's just like the one trick. So people are like, okay, you know, done, go home, you know? And people are like, oh, well, you know, mm-hmm. leave them wanting more, I guess. So, <laughs> Yeah, you definitely don't want to be an asshole with, like, everybody doing right. their rotation through yeah. every single thing. Which is, that's how we used to do it in the old band. We would, like, I would hop on guitar for a song, and he would hop on bass. And part of it, too, is just it, it's a little clunky to do that all the time. It looks weird on stage. It looks like you don't have all your members. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Unless you're doing, like, something like when we do uh, uh, open mic uh Shout out Chris. What was it? Chris Marshall. Yeah, Chris Marshall. <laughs> Shout out. Concord? Yeah, he's... Yeah, no holds barred. I've seen some crazy shit on that stage. Yeah, yeah he, <laughs> they, they put on a, you know, a whole showcase there like every other Thursday when they do that. But, you know, when they do that there, they just, you know, you can bring up just whoever now. And that's that's why, I mean, we've seen it for, you know, since 2017, them doing that open mic. And it used to not be like that. It used to be like, you know, you bring your own thing. You know, that's it. You know, you you bring your people, and then now they have it to where like, hey, there's multiple musicians. 
if you want to borrow them, bring them up for your own act and just try to make the best out of it. And I think that's what he's promoting too, which I think is an awesome thing because it's like bringing together so many musicians right now because you go Thursday, you could play with three acts if you're good, you know? Yeah, and I've noticed the community here is uh, it's a little bit smaller than what I'm used to and y'all are pretty open, I've noticed. I mean, I moved here from Memphis where you're either in the R&B and hip-hop circuit or you're not. You're in the yeah. cover band circuit or you're not. So yeah. you Or you're one of the old guys. So, like, you find your niche there. I was in a lot of the R&B type stuff. But, yeah. Uh, oh, hell yeah. Then Nashville where, like, all the fucking doors are closed. If really? you're not a fucking, like, country guy and half of them suck. Yeah. No, yeah. sorry. I shouldn't be talking shit. But <laughs> honestly, no, just good. go to Broadway on any night that's not a weekend and go to one of those bars. Oh, God. You'll hear... Oh, yeah. You'll hear some funny stuff. Oh, yeah, for sure. And you're like, wow, you're getting paid for that? <laughs> oh, yeah. Hey, getting paid. I've been told Knoxville's the place to come for getting paid. Uh, Na- Nashville, you want to go if you want to get famous. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> now that's an interesting way to look at it. No, I mean, because, yeah, a lot of these places that we've been going to now have just been, you know, like, I mean, we get like 500 a show, you know, not too bad. Sick. Just for like, you know, coming there to play three hours. That's some, like, I would tell anybody right now that's like trying to do music. Get a three-hour set, you're getting paid. Bar like, music. yeah, bar music, three-hour oh, yeah, yeah. set. Oh yeah, you know, you're fine in Knoxville. Tennessee whiskey. Yeah, that's, no. that's literally what we do. That's we do Tennessee whiskey, and then we do a version of whiskey glasses. And you know, All right. once we do that, it's over. At, you know? the, <laughs> at, at our shows, speaking of that, so like we we are always open to guest features coming up on the, at a show because it just makes it more fun, yes. more inviting for people to come out. But um, we have a female named Emery. She's really cool. She comes up and does a verse on Tennessee whiskey, uh, and then that really gets the crowd just like singing and like having a great time. And they're drunk. They're holding their drink up. Yeah. But then like flip switch, Isaiah comes up and he says like, um, "Born and raised in the U." Uh, he does his like American Star cover, yeah. and that. But people are like, "Whoa!" He just hopped on stage and did that. Yeah, and and it, he's already got so much charisma. Too, as it is like <laughs> yeah. i mean yeah and he just yeah kills it when he goes up there mm-hmm. so how long have you guys been in a band like how long have you guys been doing this um five years yeah wow yeah about which cool. it, it's been kind of like a journey and uh a sense just because like the first year you're broke as shit yeah well it, it but there's just been so much like uh, i don't know i want to still broke as shit yeah for real huh? there's so much a uh, truth of the matter lore as wow. is like <laughs> that's a way to put it because like well, like, we started back in, like, 2017 when it was just me, <clears throat> Jacob, and Isaiah. And actually, before it, I was even in, it was Jacob, Isaiah, and another guy named Joey. And then, you know, Jacob hit me up because we were friends at the time. He's like, hey, you want to come out to the studio and perform uh, with us? And so that's when I met Shout him. out Sonox Studios. Yeah, for real. No, they've been, you know, a huge help on, you know, the way up. But, uh, he had, a, you know, had me come out there, and it was just us three. And then me and Jacob literally went to... Uh, guitar center like either a week or two later shout out guitar center shout out guitar center <laughs> no shout outs on my end when i first oh, yeah. <laughs> so like last year i didn't know what the fuck i was doing i yeah. was just kind of like driving around the u.s but then i found out i was gonna go to ut or finish my degree there oh, okay Hell so yeah. i was like all right guess i'm going to knoxville fucking never been here yeah. before and uh before i looked for jobs here i had a job interview at the guitar center in nashville they actually made me read music Really? Super, super lame. Yeah. Super See, lame. I applied to the one out here in West Knox because uh, I was going to work there. And all it was, I thought it was going to be more about like the music side of it. Like I was going to like learn more about like what things, how it was just like, nah, make sales, all make sales. sales. Yeah. So <laughs> I applied for guitar teacher at the Knoxville one last year. I got my, I got the first interview, got the audition. Nice. Didn't have to read, but then like their GM got fired that like uh, the next fucking day. And so after that happened, I mean, they couldn't hire anybody. And then they told me to reapply. But I was like, last time I went there, I had to like beg somebody to sell me something. Yeah. And like, they still didn't want me to. And so like, I sat on the drum set and played as loud as I could for like 20 minutes. Still nothing. And I was like, I didn't come here to do this shit. I got a whole day. Come on now. Yeah. Somebody sell me a fuck. You're you're saying it's all about sales. You want your commission? Yeah. Sell me a goddamn hi-hat stamp. Oh, yeah. Because of company that doesn't sell 
stay afloat. I mean, I guess it's chill though. You know, yeah. I guess it's a chill Everyone place. Smoke some reefer before they yeah. came to work. Yeah, but yeah, shout out Guitar Center, I guess. Yeah, <laughs> shout out Guitar yeah. Center. But like straight, I mean, like at least for meeting musicians, like oh man, yeah, we, we we've now met two of the people that are in our current iteration at Guitar Center, or someone has met them there. So, so. we then meet Michael, right? Yeah, so we met Michael there. Me and Jacob were kind of like this dude's following us around. It's kind of weird. <laughs> Was he? I mean, kind of. Uh, he'll probably hate me if he, you know, thinks that's how I think of it. But I mean, like he. I remember him seeing him play guitar first, and I straight up thought, "Man, this guy's a poser." And at the same time, I was also a poser. So like, that's probably where my energy was coming from. But you're also at Guitar Center, so it. Oh, it's not up. out. It's not out of left field to think that. Oh yeah, and he like. Uh, and then he just actually started ripping it. I was like, "Damn!" Like, <laughs> like I was like, "Okay, well, I'm gonna walk away. I feel real, I feel real dumb right now." And yeah. so then we asked him, "Like, hey, you should come out to practice because you're really good." And and so you know that all started. And then our current keyboard player Oz, uh, one of the guys that uh, works at Sonox Studios, Frank. You know, shout out Frank. Frank he, uh, Shedrick. Frank, Frank Shedrick, amazing guy. He uh, met. Oz there and Oz was just like apparently ripping it up on keys and he's like hey you need to contact these guys so like I, I get a call from uh from Frank Frank Shedrick he is a great producer and yes he's a former uh at Sonox and he uh he called me he said man you should have you should be getting a text message because uh uh, I just met this keyboardist at Guitar Center. He's playing Stevie. He's playing Jimmy. He's like, he's perfect for y'all. And believe it or not, on I get an Instagram notification from the uh, Truth of the Matter account saying, hey, this is Oz. Um, yeah. I just talked to your friend Frank. He said to hit y'all up. So that started a great yeah. blossoming musical friendship, but also just regular friendship. Yeah. Because Oz is one of the coolest people you yeah. could ever meet. He's one of the smartest, logical, and probably the best keyboardist I've ever met, music theory wise and all that. So, yeah. hire these people if you if you catching these names, hire them. Yes, yeah, oh for yes. sure, and and uh, like get Oz while you can because he's like <laughs> in like six different groups. Oz is a slut when yeah, it comes to music. Oh, he is. He but is in the best way. Yeah. He's the guy at open mic night that is playing like six and seven acts because people are like, hey, we really you know need you up there. So, <laughs> oh, yeah, keyboard good keyboard players are hard to find. We yeah. had to walk out on stage on us. Like on shit. stage, what happened? Yeah. You start playing like living on a prayer, and they just had enough. <laughs> no, one guy had a stick up his ass about a stand that he didn't bring and blamed me, and I was trying to give him like some TV trays to like use as a stand. Oh yeah, he like played four notes and was like, "Fuck you!" And I'm like, "Well, see, Jesus that's the thing about Oz. Oz would make like a tree branch out of, or like to make a keyboard stand. Like he would, he he'll use anything. Like real professional. Sometimes to his detriment too, because the man breaks shit like all oh, yeah. the time. It's like truth of the matter, show <laughs> if his stand doesn't just completely give out yeah <laughs> and like he nearly breaks his equipment yeah he, he'll tell you he's the worst at yeah. technology i mean but, i think i would say real musicians like just make do with whatever they exactly want. Yeah. i'm sure jacob maybe you too matthew can appreciate when people will give you bass drums that aren't on a rug and that bass drum is just oh, creeping gosh, away from is. you the yeah. entire goddamn <laughs> night I'm like, every five seconds pull that fucker back so I, I, I got i got i got a double kick coming up i'm like fuck fuck <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but you know, I've I've had to do plenty of those, and you just you just do the best you can with what you got, you know. That's, that, that's the one of the biggest attitude. lessons. Speaking on that, one of the biggest lessons I've learned in the Knox music scene. Matthew, you can back me up on this. This goes out to all the seasoned musicians. You got to bring your own shit. So, like we, yeah, when we were uh, in our original iteration, we had um, it was Matthew on bass, me on guitar. Michael Blevins on guitar, Isaiah Shedrick on drums, and Rianne West on vocals. Um, we went and did the Barley's Battle of the Bands. Y'all ever heard oh, of Barley's? Man, yeah. Oh, yeah. I've been there a couple of times. There was, hasn't, but. Really? There was one in Maryville. Yeah, it's called Blue Tick Tavern now, but in Maryville, there was Barley's, and um, they had the uh, Battle of the Bands, right? And they didn't... It was kind of bad on the venue. They didn't give any details of what they were providing, what they weren't. But we were bl like blessed to have thought, hey, maybe we should bring our own shit or kit and stuff. Turns out you should have brought your own kit. One one band asked us if... Uh, your shit? And Frank was like, I just don't want people using my kit. Yeah. <laughs> well, and he also kind of led it to us, like left it us, uh, sorry, left it up to us as well. Because like he, he told us, he's like, look, man, like I've been... 
in a, he, he'd done a battle with bands before, and he's like, and I, we let them use our kit. And I, I can't remember if they like beat like if they did better than them with his own kit. Yeah, and yeah. That like put a bad taste in his mouth or anything. But he was just like, it's up to you. But here's my experience. And so we were like, mm, no, because we're also like teenagers at the time, like, and we brought our own shit. And these yes. are like grown ass adults. Yeah. See, I was 17 playing with a bunch of 22 year olds in like this big jam band, fucking Groove Emporium. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We were the fucking band that was borrowing people's shit. I, I, was, yeah. I played this one gig in Boston with a friend of mine, and I borrowed somebody's strap. And then, like, my other friend who let me use his bass took the strap with him, and so the other guy couldn't perform with his strap. Oh, I, I've been that guy so many times that, like, I was like, all right, that's 17 year old me. Like, I'm not doing that yeah. shit anymore. Yeah. Um, and also, people can, like, fucking break your heads. If they exactly. Yeah. It's unfortunate because it's like, well,. I'm sorry that you uh, didn't. Uh, I'm sorry, like you didn't expect the worst, but like you kind of have to, and you know what I mean. But you yes. can't expect anybody else to bail you out. Either. Your problem is not mine, right? No, no offense. But I don't owe you this. Yeah, yeah. Well, especially in a competition, that was the main thing. If right? it had been like it's just more like, like just music, I, bringing yeah. your shit is a part of it. <laughs> yeah, if it, but I mean, if it had been just kind of like a normal gig, like we're just like performing, I'd be like yeah, totally. Like I'm not going to screw you just because we're like all trying to have a good show together, but like You're we're competing. Yes. Yeah. So that, that's a funny story. Um, always have your shit on you, you know. That's yeah. Even when we probably shouldn't, we still bring our shit. I'll say one gig that uh, I played in San Francisco. This uh, it's called Pi Bay. It was like a Python coding conference for yeah. musicians. And uh, what with some of my, uh, I guess the band that was in, I was in at the time. And you'd expect these people to have fucking power at the stage, right? But yeah. just in case, like we'd done rehearsal before. And our band, we were used to, since it's just a bass player and a guitar player, having like those portable kind of battery packs. Yeah. yeah. So they can plug in, you know, all the equipment right there. Yeah. And we're like, uh, we were dropping off the house. I'm like, just let's bring it along in case. Just, just bring it along in case. Yeah. Lo and behold, like, yeah, the place had power, but no power strips actually going to the oh, stage. No. Yeah. Previous act had brought Sick. their own power strips and was like, oh, I'm, I'm taking these power strips with me. You guys can't yeah. use them. <laughs> and I'm like, all right, guys. Well, let's just let's just use the battery packs. And yeah. We played the whole the whole show with those battery packs, and yeah, it saved our ass. Yeah, so that was Stand another great beer. move. So, yeah. Do you guys have shit available for streaming? Are you guys on Spotify, SoundCloud, <laughs> Bandcamp, anything like that? <laughs> That's actually last night uh, about two a.m. I submitted our first single up for release. So it's saying October second, uh, which is a Sunday, is when it'll come out. I'm a cheap ass. I used a Muse. Which is for free, and they give you a date. <laughs> Distro Kid fan. I I've heard legal shit with Distro Kid. I ain't, I ain't fucking with Distro Kid. Yeah, I mean, uh, it's, and you have to pay for it yearly, don't you? Yeah, I mean, Distro Kid. I fucked with CD Baby in my first independent venture, Me too. Mm-hmm. but then I had to, you know, take all that shit down because it was my first independent. Me too. Music. Me too. <laughs> Me too. Damn. Exactly. This is why Dick Richardson, because I can't have anything associated with yeah. my name anymore. <laughs> dick, Dick. Yeah. So. Uh, <laughs> Now with this new one, we don't even we're kind of working on an EP here, and we don't know what to call it, or, oh, okay. or we don't know what to call ourselves at this point. Yeah, I was thinking like just them over there, yeah, yeah, like yeah fucking just, yeah. Oh, yeah. So it, it'll come eventually, but when I do that, I'm not sure. I'm not sure what I'm gonna do. I do have DistroKid, but yeah. I'm flipping a coin. Just uh, don't ever use TuneCore. Don't, fuck. Don't tune use TuneCore. <laughs> All right. God, I've used CD, CD Baby when I did some solo stuff. I've used CD Baby. Really good, but like, dude, I don't want to pay. So I was like, I just want the music out there, because God knows I ain't gonna get. We ain't gonna get money from streaming anyway. Uh, I, no, I you don't. I got thirty six bucks after four years. I gave him like fifteen. That was like the extent. Yeah, yeah. And it, you get nothing. congrats. You can get yeah. a milkshake. But yeah, like, yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but Doesn't even fill my tank. Like, but it's better, more valuable to go on to a live show and say I have a song out rather than to like be like, oh, I'm making like. Rather than a, a third of a penny, I'm making two thirds of a penny. So Ooh. my last, <laughs> so we've been trying to like get shit together for a few years now, as far as our new stuff, because obviously from when we were in high school to now, we got better. <laughs> so it's mm-hmm. like we want to play some, put shit out Not that's me. like representative of us now. So I kind of looked at it because Jay just plays drums, and uh, I was like, where do I listen to all my music? And honestly, mostly YouTube. So I felt like it was more important for me to like 
find ways to create visualizers that were like looked nice. good but cheap yeah. like because I, I used to work in the national parks so i got a bunch of weird national park photos where at? uh fucking let's see i was in utah like bryce canyon area and dixie cool. forest for a bit uh palm springs for a while on like a mountain in california over coachella and then sounds badass yeah angeles national forest but shit there was one time he called me and where was i <laughs> You just call. I was in California, and I'm like, dude, where, where? And he was like, I, I was in LA. LA. Yeah, I, I went to school at UCLA, and then he was sticking around there at the time. I'm like, dude, where are you at? And he's like, yeah, dude, I'm in Yellowstone. And I was like, yeah, yeah. yeah. I was like, I was confused. I was like, oh, he means Yosemite, right? Like, yeah, that's yeah. what he means, yeah. right? Of course, because why the fuck would this dude be in Yellowstone? <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, all right, dude. Well, I'll see you next weekend. And he's like. Well, I probably won't. <laughs> and I'm like, <laughs> yep. Yeah. And so, yeah, this fucker went to Utah. I was like stuck oh, up in, funny. yeah, Northwest Wyoming. And then I ended up getting pulled over by federal rangers. They searched Yikes. my car and put me on a year federal probation for edibles. Oh, my God. They didn't arrest me. I've never wow. been to jail. Good. But, yeah. And it got off my record, too. So that's even nicer. But oh yeah, gosh. one year federal probation. It was funny. Oh, my damn. Gosh. I didn't enjoy it, but like, you know. It is what it is. It, it could have been way worse. Could've yeah. Been, totally. If I were rich, I would have lawyered. Up oh hell yeah! Edibles yeah. aren't flour. That's like a total clause. You could be like, well, it wasn't weed. <laughs> yeah, true. <laughs> uh, yeah, that, that's awesome. Like, we do a lot of little. You know, music is the side gig that we take the most seriously. Nice. <laughs> like, I have a career. I work for the county, and I, I'm a pipe fitter. You know, if you, sexually, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, and always like, <laughs> just just hit me up if you need any pipe fitting needs. But you know, um, everyone else does a little something. You got to plug a website, plug a, plug a contact, <laughs> plug a website for pi- pipe fitting. No, sexually, sexually, no, no. Look up the plumber on OnlyFans. I'm so fired. Okay, that you didn't last name, and that's what's important. Exactly. So, so what was it like? Uh, so, this is your first show coming up Saturday, the seventh. Is it? Uh, okay. So are you talking about the eighth, October eighth? Oh, October eighth. Okay. So, um, obviously, Truth of the Matters played a lot of shows. I'm not going to discredit us for you know we've done our we've paid our dues a lot, and we still have a lot to pay. But you know we've at a point where we're done doing three hour bar gigs. Um, yeah, with your nice little ten minute breaks in there. Yes, we're oh, we're yeah. sick of those. I, I'll, I'm gonna tell you a funny story real quick. So, I'm not gonna name the establishment, but it's in Oak Ridge, um, <laughs> and this place probably. Sorry, moment of silence for what I'm about to say. So, um, <laughs> but, so we get there and we put truth of the matter. We like to consider ourselves like we put on a show. I don't I don't want to sound pretentious, but like. Our, we're our best when there's people right there and like yeah. up you know up close but it doesn't help when we get there and start setting up we're timely we're really valuing the venue's time and our time and all that and they ask us what our name is and then they proceed to walk away and then come back and say yeah y'all weren't booked for tonight uh it was one of those double booking cases you know where another band will come up after and they're like oh we were supposed to play tonight <laughs> So, uh, and then while we were playing inside, the other band was playing outside, and they had the house music on. And while we're playing, it's like the house music on inside. <laughs> and then conveniently, fucking, it happened to be football, and so like the Vandy games on while you're trying to play. <laughs> yeah. Nobody gives a fuck about you. Fuck, yeah. No. yeah well, well, like, all three patrons inside didn't really give a fuck. All yeah. three. Pa- yeah. Oh my god. Well, and they kept telling us to turn down, and like, but outside they're like, "Nah, turn up. You know, you're good. <laughs> you know, because yeah. they're in some like back corner, so then you know they have a problem with it. And plus, like." there when it gets later everybody goes out to like the outdoor section because you can like smoke and like it's you know more open and stuff like that you've got like games out there and stuff so like it was just like we showed up there first and then got the like shit part of it you know and it it happens but it's just like um that was what i'm not i'm not trying to talk shit but that's what made me decide for us that we are not gonna do three hour bar gigs yeah and that we're just gonna nitpick our shows and try to create hype yeah. around each show we do. So you you're know? the manager of the band, pretty much. 
No, uh, not musically. Uh, do you have a manager? Like, I mean, for booking gigs and dealing with people, so that's all you? Yeah, I, I run the social medias, and okay. I've gotten us all the gigs, and with the help of his parents and stuff, because uh, his yeah. parents have been, like, going out and emailing people. And it was, for some reason, God just had it in mind for me to go over to his house and then for his parents to be like, oh, yeah, we're going to Schul- we're going to Schulzbrow. Yeah. And I was like, I'm coming with. Like, I, had yeah, no, I had no idea. So Perfect. We, yeah, we, go to, we go to Schulzbrow, and we uh, I, I tell his parents, I'm like, you know, I really appreciate y'all doing this. Uh, if you could just let me talk and, like, let yeah. me sell it. And I'll, I'll say on top of this real quick, like, they've been trying to sell this place to me for, like, a year like they've been like yeah you need to go play this german place you know and i thought it was them being like you know just parents and they're like you know we like this place and we want you to play here <laughs> but when we went like I, it was no joke like the stage is huge and like they've it's got a castle yeah a i had never been i was Outside like okay environment well, yeah um and so like when when we went all together i was like if you just let me if you just let me uh, talk to the to the booking lady um, because that was like a few days right after the worst gig at that Oak Ridge place, and oh, so you're coming fresh off of this? Yes. Yeah. Well, it was really it was like a <laughs> it's like an abusive relationship. It was like really conflicting. <laughs> it was like it was like there the low lows, the high highs. Like we had a really great gig the the night before the Oak Ridge yes. one, yeah. and that there was a string of gigs where it was like four great gigs in a row where people were jamming and headbanging, yeah. but then go to the Oak Ridge venue shit was ass yeah. if I have to say that and because um, so, I mean talking like you know with the I guess the crowd interaction is the biggest thing like that I didn't realize like I used to think it'd be really like uh, I thought I'd be really awkward up there on stage like trying to talk to people but it you like, are it, <laughs> well but also anybody you can be you can have the most charisma but if like everybody's just sitting in a seat like at a booth or something like that it's gonna be awkward regardless you know so, so I'm playing piano at my grandmother's funeral oh <laughs> and there's a great start whole lot of people there right and yeah I I don't I wasn't feeling the need to sing so I, I was playing amazing grace because we're in the fucking south and you've just played that song oh, of course everywhere yeah like Rocky top you right. could play Rocky top at a funeral yeah. you we would yeah. <laughs> that's a very, the slow version but we would no doubt so Actually, think I might have for the pastor, but uh, <laughs> fucking, I uh, I start the song and I ask the crowd. I was like, "Hey, if you guys, you guys know the song. If you guys could sing it with me, nothing." Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's so awkward. Like, it yeah, was just, super awkward. That's like, but, Dude, and they weren't even sitting in boots. They were probably standing around. Yeah. <laughs> and they yeah. just out of the Ramada. They're like, super I'm good. awkward. Yeah, that yeah. but so. that's the thing is like, I mean it's way different if you have people like right in front of you and stuff like that. Cause again, you could be the most charming or charismatic person, but if there's people just like, I don't know, not even wanting to be involved, it's going to be awkward. Yeah. And I, I used to take that to heart be like, well, am I just bad at talking to people? And it's like, well, it's a lot different when you get, well, like once people come up there, like you feel the energy back, you feel like it's okay to just go be yourself fucking wild. Yeah. And be yourself. Exactly. Like, we did a show at the uh, what is the birdhouse? We've we, okay. So the, the best shows we've done were a private party. Uh, shout out Joe O'Donnell, and then uh, we did the Union Place, which is a great venue. Everyone should go support that bar. Mm-hmm. And then we did the birdhouse, another great venue. Go yeah. use that for your events. The birdhouse in downtown Knox. But yeah. Those were the a great string of shows. Yeah, and all three had in common was that people would just come up and like and with with Union Place we kind of had to like tell them hey we need to move some booze and stuff like that to get some people but it was worth it because the venue was you really had this whole you know it was just like a crowd right in front of the stage so it felt like a legit like event you know so and we brought we already went and like we made some boxes like we found some like old wood and like made some boxes we can stand up on to like elevate ourselves above the crowd and stuff so it gives like you know more of a dynamic and the other bands got to use it too so like that was you know kind of a cool thing uh and it just made it feel more like an actual like show Mm-hmm. So and then again, once you do that, you can like just you know say whatever, and it feels right because people are there to support you, yes. and they want you know you can feel their energy. It sounds corny, but it's totally true. No, but that's sort of the plight <laughs> of playing bar gigs is a lot of people aren't there for the band. Yes, unless yes. you're like at a certain level at a certain type of bar, like you'd see more of them in Nashville than yeah. you would here. But uh, 
Yeah, most people aren't there for the band, so you uh, you're gonna be treated like another TV sometimes. Yeah, and so th- you're not gonna get crowd interaction. And I always get like either my parents or some people who are there for me be like, "You need to talk more and stuff." And I'm like, "People don't give a fuck, dude. They're <laughs> yeah, trying to eat their steak." Know. Like, no offense. They, yeah, they literally like <laughs> you guys care. I know, and you want to hear me talk. No one else does. Like, you could literally say Bush did 9/11, and no one's gonna look at you. Uh, no, and, and and they'd be yeah. like, mm, "Okay, yeah, I like, like this rice." You know, <laughs> I've, I've I've asked myself like. <laughs> I've asked myself. Yeah. Uh, I think I've not counted, but there's been several occasions where I've asked myself. I'm like, what is the point of live music of us being here? Yeah, if you want to start to turn down. Yeah, and no one wants us here. I know. Yeah, that's that's Thanks the biggest for the thing. I, bucks. I yeah, I don't like want to be a dick about the sound thing, but like I just. I hate when people tell us to turn down because if we got it at a good level, especially if we're doing our like own mixing and stuff, it'd be different. Maybe if we had someone like we like hired to like help us do a mix and stuff like that. But like when we're doing our own and then we're like in the middle of playing and someone's like turn down, I'm like, yeah, that'd be a great idea, huh? Why don't I just stop playing in the middle of the song and turn down? Like what? Real fucking good timing, bro. yeah. Yeah, uh, and like we're not trying to come off cocky, like, but we, you know, we we've been playing for years. Like we are a tight-knit group of like musicians it's not like the music's bad or like the arrangements i i could understand if we sucked if like starting out and they were like could you not play that loud (laughs) oh yeah (laughs) but like it's we're a act you know so like i I have confidence in us i believe in us but um uh the worst gig happened you know the the, one of the best gigs happened and one like the worst gig happens and then i go and talk to the lady at shoals bro and we're all there like his parents him and his girl and me and we're just talking and i sell it to her as it's an event because that's that's at our best uh when we do like an hour and 15 minute set nothing crazy long yeah and when we get multiple bands out because we can get a lot more people out it's a lot more diverse yeah Um, and it doesn't become stale at all like if i the three hour gigs are nice and there's some places i still would love to do a three hour gig at like Finn's Tavern, shout out Finn's Tavern. They're absolutely awesome because they've got a real close environment and everybody has a great time. Yeah, it is. It's like a party there all the time. Um, So the the, uh, the guy who manages it, he's very particular about his music, but like he'll have your back, you know? Yeah, 100. He's he's a businessman. He's 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 a good guy. Yeah, Knoxville. I've noticed you really do got to play your crowds. Like this is this is not a Grateful Dead town. So playing Grateful (laughs) Dead, I was like, yeah, we're gonna get ignored. Fun stuff though, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's also like, I mean, playing the Lil Wayne song. That's that's kind of a risk, but I bet it lands. I know people love that. Well, it lands mainly because it's like. If you don't know Little Wayne, you would have no idea it's a Little Wayne song right. because it's it, it's it's a you know he says born and raised in the USA, so you're like oh it's just an America song. So around here people are like you know hell well hell yeah, yeah America I love right. that shit. So well, so like a line in the song is uh, you know a lot of people around here are conservative, but the song you wouldn't think it was that conservative, but we've seen hillbillies and everyone just blur, like sing the lyrics with Isaiah. Oh yeah. <laughs> it's just Especially so when we did the house party on 4th of July, that was like perfect. Coors lights in the air. Oh yeah. Cause like, I mean, you get into the end of the set and then you start singing about America. Like, come on. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know? oh, yeah. So how'd you guys meet? Oh, Tinder? Oh, Tinder? <laughs> yeah. Uh, music Tinder. Yeah. Tinder? No. So, um, I went to, we're from Seymour, which is, you know, I don't know if y'all know where that's at. Yeehaw. Yeah. yeah. South Knox, like kind yeah. of off you, the. You know where Severeville is? He's yes. been to yeah. Severeville. It's right there. Okay. So Yeah, it's like right in between Knoxville and Severeville. Seymour's actually in Blunt County. Blunt Knox, County. Uh, it's in Blunt County and Sevier County and I think a little bit of Knox, I don't know. Yeah. But we, um, I went to Seymour Middle School. He went to. Boyd's Creek, Creek Elementary. Yeah. And it's one of those situations where they all go to the same high school, though. Right. You know what I mean? So, we I knew about him. I don't know if he knew about me, but we meet in high school, and he came over one time, and we yeah. hung out, and I, I think he thought I was stuck up, which is probably true. Oh, yeah. No, nah, listen. I When I first – so, like, I, I really wanted to do music, and I was like, you know, I – 
high school was my place to do music. I was like, if I don't make it in high school, I, you know, I won't ever make it was my mindset. So what are you doing here? Uh, <laughs> well, you're I still mean, in high school. Yeah. You're I know. Telling me you're like a fucking 18th grader right now. <laughs> no, I know. No, bro, he made it. He made no, it. Why are you being such no, an asshole? Bro? That's, it, bro. that's what I'm saying. It's like, that's how warped my mindset was. It's like, cause there were, there were at the time there were so many like teenagers making it, you know, you had so many like teenage rappers that were like 15 and like blowing up. And I was like, I got to like, it's normal now. Like yeah. there's a couple artists right now that I'm listening to only just to get over the jealousy, only just to get over that, like, yeah. like learning how to be happy for other people who made it back then. Yeah. Because, like, there's so many other factors. They have a better support network than we do. Yes. They all have more money than we do. Oh, yeah. That, that's another big thing, because if we were all very rich, we could be famous musicians. Mm-hmm. You Hell can buy yeah. your way into it, yeah. just like anything else. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's, there's some so, industry plants, too. But. Yeah. Right. But, oh, of course. But, like, you know, you, you like, people like Anna Lee Chapa, like, he was, like, 16 blowing up, or 16 or 17. Yeah. You know, like, that shit is crazy, dude. Like, just or, the whole SoundCloud rap movement, honestly. They're yeah. all kids. Yeah, which which is actually kind of awesome that, like, you people can be that widely accepted just by, like, having a free website. Like, at some points, free website, you know? Uh, and just change, kinda, I think, yeah. over time because nobody's ever listened to my SoundCloud that much. I yeah, don't think anybody actually listens to SoundCloud that much, but a lot of these yeah. young kids, once they find that artist and realize it's exclusive, yeah. they'll go out of the way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but what a lot of people will do that he did, that Jacob did really well, was that like you just plug it unbelievable amounts like just like <laughs> until people are sick of it, but then they know it like the back of their hand. Like that's what he would do. And uh, that's what that's why it came it came across to me whenever he would so like there was this place in Seymour called Sips. Oh, it was yeah. a little coffee shop. Shout out Sips. And this man would go and play Kiss for like two hours at Sips coffee shop. Okay. I had a drink named after me, yeah. Yeah. Oh my <laughs> gosh. Awesome. Yeah. And he would come into like we had choir together freshman year and he would come in and he'd be like, Hey, come out to Sips tonight. You know, and then I would see him in another class. Hey, come out to Sips tonight. And I'd be like, I'm going to fucking kill this dude if he tells me one more time to come out to Sips. Come out to Sips. But man. people did. They fuck, They came out to Sips and they came out to support him because. Again, high, high, low lows. Yeah, because he like, he wasn't like a, you know, a jerk about it. He just was persistent, you know, and I, I was jealous, like straight up. I was like, man, like this dude, he's got it going on. And then so we ended up having like a main class together, uh, like yeah it was a math class and so that's when we started because we ended up doing like a project in there that involved music and so we're like hey might as well like work on this together we had to do like a math song cover you know and so that's when that kind of like started happening so and then like that summer we like just hung out like most of the summer you know Uh, was it the Bo Burnham song new math no, it was <laughs> no. We did like we covered uh Blink when it, we did covered uh, all the small things, but like made it about Albert Einstein. Oh, nice. Yeah, it was hard. It was hard as fuck. Yeah. Oh man, that's crazy. Me, me, and Matthew. We've we've been the best of friends, and then we've also not been friends. We've yeah. Been, we've been through it all. So I don't. He's not my fucking friend anymore. I can say more like my my brother, but because I have older brothers and I never grew up with him really, but um, he's like the same age as me so it's like we grew up together in the yeah. high school so been through a lot of shit like you saying like because we had the band you know we had our like big run in like 2018 and then like uh we split up in 2019 so we were not friends at the time like shit did not you know mm-hmm. end pretty yoko ono syndrome Yep. Uh, yep. <laughs> <laughs> on me. Uh, on me. But yeah. it's all good now. There's I've also grown. just like a lot of like communication things that could have been worked out, which honestly I think were the was is for the better for now because like now we know, hey, don't do that. You mm-hmm. know, and you live in Lloyd and I think we're honestly on our best run because we're on our best run right now because it's all us. No parents are really involved except just trying to help like give us leads on stuff. Yeah. But other than that, I run the social I'm making some merch. Uh, we're all just contributing something in, a, in like our own way. It's not parent run. That that's what it was last time, and yeah. that really helped us last time. But also, it's helping us more this time if we just do it ourselves as adults. Obviously, so. forgiveness is a hard thing to learn because mm-hmm. you know we still have to live in the world with the people that we fucking hate. Yeah, oh, sometimes we have to live true. in the same town. Yeah, yep. sometimes we have to live in the same unincorporated community. But either way, you're still in the same world and. Yep. At what yes. point do you put the fucking knife down? I, I, I've spent years with different colored knives with different people's names at different ports of my body. Damn, and yeah. I, I'm tired of being miserable like that. Yeah. Because otherwise it just caused me to over drink. 
and yeah. do way more drugs and write really shitty music. Yeah. Like, how many songs can I write about a girl? I'm actually, like, really fucking tired of love songs. Yeah. <laughs> no offense, because, I mean, do you guys write original stuff, or is it yeah. mostly... October 2nd right now is yeah. <laughs> new way up. Baby. Yeah, but I mean, yeah, like, we, we do. And uh, it's like, I get what you're saying by that aspect because like in high school for me and like, you know, a little bit after high school, that's all I could write about is just like some, you know, you know, broken love song or something like that. And even like we even have a song on the way called One More Night that is, you know, in that same vein. But it's also kind of like a shout out to like, um, I guess that like pop punk arrow type of music uh so we try to because that's that's the main thing is we want it's like new way out is more kind of like a progressive rock song yeah, and we want to like have like a rock basis but really i don't know hit a bunch of different avenues uh as far as sounds because, you've probably heard that eight million times. yeah exactly yeah but yeah we, we try fun. to do everything but we we're like we're really trying to make a conscious effort to like cater to a bunch of different people so that way when you come to a show you're like there is at least one song for me, you know, yes. that they play. Yes. As an independent artist, you kind of have to lean into that for a while until your own sound starts to really come out. Because yeah. after X amount of years, you'll start to hear what you sound like. I've definitely, yeah. Yeah. I've produced songs for people that I've forgotten about and they'll send me like in a voice note and I'll be like, it sounds like me. Did I do that? And, oh, like, oh. Yeah. and I'm like, oh, well, at least I can recognize my own shit. Yes. But yeah. that, that sort of what bear like kind of boils it down after a while of like maybe you can do everything yeah. but there's one thing that people are going to want you to do yes, yes. Oh, yeah, I, agree. I, I fucking spent two years trying to be the folk singer songwriter guy and yeah. I, I think i got it down Did you have a little kick drum oh um, oh yeah <laughs> a little fake cajon or a little yeah. cardboard you're box doing it wrong. the heels gotta be down yeah <laughs> <laughs> but so that's not what people want yeah me. that's it's something i can do but it's not the best thing that people are going to look at me and go please do that again yeah uh the shit that he and i like to play that's the kind of shit that like me on guitar and production that's where it's at yeah i started kind of realizing leaning into more of like because i i guess i was too hard on myself on like because I, I i produce rap beats and stuff like that too like We're after the band yeah okay. <laughs> <laughs> but like when the band broke up i was like well i need to do something so i started just like doing the whole beat sequencing thing you know you're out there just like selling beats and stuff so i do a lot of things similar in a lot of beats like if it goes to like a verse i'm throwing that bitch in halftime from cable guys you know you, you put the whole melody in halftime and then you like you know cut some part of the drums but i'm like if i just lean into that then people might just come to me for that sound of type you know thing people might need royalty free youtube background shit you know yeah so, no, it's, it's a practical thing as a producer it's definitely yeah something or like i have like this one like a uh, crash that i found in a kit and i just like reversed it and like make them go into each other seamlessly nice and so i use that in almost every beat so that's like kind of like a producer thing that i have is oh, that if you, you hear tags? that like, one of the eight tags you know yeah. <laughs> you do the pharrell four count no i i do i actually have a tag that's uh from like uh uh, trial yeah it's from like a this like a her name's melissa carone do not shout out melissa carone she's crazy she but italian no she she's like uh it was like back when like all the uh, like trump election stuff was going on and she was like uh like one of rudy giuliani's people and she was in a trial and they're like she's like you know what'd you like she, there was something about the votes and she's like what'd you do take them and do something crazy to it so i just like cut that little bit out and i was like what'd you do take it and do something crazy to it so i was like because i like to sample a lot oh, so yeah. i'll be like oh yeah that that fits it you know i could like put that in there hella pretentious i know but no no we started we just like leaned into shit posting like yeah that was like oh, the biggest also, problem was like even with yeah. this podcast if people discover this at 3 a.m on youtube then we, yes. we're doing what we want to do yeah that's the aim the eight bar no, producer exactly. tag but yeah no we would fucking do shit like you know luigi from mario the yes. show being like i hope she made lots of spaghetti and Dude, shit like that. that i'd be sampling all kinds of stupid shit oz our keyboardist god tier shit poster dude that no, guy is <laughs> he's got some of the best stuff uh. <laughs> no it's it's fun and everyone being everyone okay so like matthew is a great producer and michael is also coming up on producing a little bit mm -hmm. oz is terrible technology um <laughs> but he can fucking play that keyboard yeah that's i mean he's he makes up for any lacks in technology yeah. tree branch keyboard stand yeah. exactly if anything there. describes oz in one word it'd be analog straight nice. up yeah. like yeah. he's good yeah but yeah. he it, but I, I produce 
uh, rock music. So all the elements that we combine is it has a unique. Like yeah. He'll do something that I'd never thought of, and I think I'll do something that he never really thought of. So it's just he's also not giving himself enough credit because I mean the man does some incredible mixes. Like some of the stuff like I hear, I'm like, damn, bro, that the bass is thick as fuck, you know. Like, <laughs> Thick the drums fuck. thick as fuck like <laughs> like it sounds like professional as hell and i'm like hell yeah dude like so like when we release new way out in the next month hopefully before october 8th um y'all just need to check out our social media at yeah, truth is the, so instagram is the main one i enjoy the most i think that's the best long-term one for, so, for what we do yeah it's a great way to engage with people yes. i only have like 120 followers but i know them all and they're actually some quality followers. Hell yeah. yeah. So it, so if y'all are listening, you should really check us out. And It's at Truth of the Matter TN. Um, we're about to release a new song. Our first song, finally, Truth of the Matter, will have a uh, single out in five years uh, for the first time. So just give us a follow at Truth of the Matter TN. Yeah. And come out to October 8th because... It's about to go down. I've I've been working hard on the, the mixes for the um, f- for the the new music. I've been working hard on trying to promote this thing. I got flyers printed. It's yeah. a lot of word of mouth stuff. Unfortunately, so. that wasn't the page I'm following. So now I'm following Truth of the Matter TN. Hell That's yeah, the one, yeah. Uh, I'll follow you back, brother. For sure. Oh yeah, you'll 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 know it's me. Hell yeah. <laughs> um, at least I was able to find you too because I've had people plug their stuff and I'm like. It says Lee Chen. Um, yeah. <laughs> fucking. And then After Party Knox is another one, right, for this event? Yeah, I've, yeah. I made this, you know, a, a little page for the event. So it, it'll be fun. Uh, hopefully we can take the event different places too, not just Knox. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, you can totally make it like a, a brand. traveling. Yeah, a brand. That'd be very cool. Sure. The After Party? Yeah. That's, hey, man, I fucking wish you all the best with that because that is a great way to get this started. Like, Thanks, that's man. a whole nother. Because. Yeah. I ask every musician this because at least this is what I think, but we're not trying to work day jobs for the rest of our lives. Yes. Yeah. Fuck that, right? Yeah. I know it sounds super entitled, but like, fuck no, a job. I, yeah, no, I agree. We're trying to do what makes us happy. Exactly. You know, and I, I actually, I love my job. I like my job. Awesome. Yeah. You can't even I, work. Also, I also like my job, like but my also job. like, because it, it, it well, pre- that's why I really like my job. I can't <laughs> even work. <laughs> I love my job because it actually helps with the rock and roll lifestyle. I'm off Friday through Sunday. Oh, so great are. recovery for Monday. Yeah. And then, uh, you know, I'm just very blessed at a really good point where I can do both, make money from, you know, all avenues. So Yeah, but shift it. Yeah. It's always good. We'll see what happens. Yeah. Yeah, no, we'll see I, what happens. I wish you all the best with that. Yeah. Thank you. So thank you for having us on uh, Fuck yeah. October yeah. 8th. Of course, music starts at seven. We're having a rap group called Dystopian Up. The next is a really popular band around town called Solstice. Yeah, um, they're going to be going up, and then we're going to go up about eight forty-five. Play till about ten. It's going to be the biggest show of the year. No cover. Doors There's, at seven. Yes, no cover at all. It's a more of a bar type, but the stage is outside, so it's going to be a really open yeah. environment. You won't feel smothered. Um, you could also probably just walk by and just like see it happening because they got like a giant fucking they got two entrances they got you know the castle entrance and then you got like the one door so yep. one two six bernard avenue knoxville three seven nine one seven but yeah fucking place is cool yeah i'm gonna go i mean you guys have sold me Thank you can't you. wait Thank man you, yeah. for real, for real. i'm like, excited appreciate it. i'd love yeah. to see you man I, i'd love to see anyone you bring out this is I, I have a goal a huge goal i won't say how much but if i can just get half of it then I'll be happy. Then he wants win. 500 people there. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> Any uh, last words of wisdom from you or Jay? You want to? They straight up have a castle entrance. I, I'm looking at it up online. It looks pretty fucking crazy. So I guess I'll probably be there too. Hell yeah, yeah man. Yeah. If um, you're here that late. What's that? If you're here that late. Oh, wait. It's October. Never mind. I, I hope I'll be in fucking Canada. Yeah. I might wheel him we'll in see. on Zoom, though. I might yeah. be in the laptop. <laughs> yeah, just zoom me in. <laughs> yeah. Zoom him in. Yeah. We'll take a look. It'll be an honor. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. But uh, thanks so much for being on, guys. Yeah. Yeah. Make sure yeah. to follow the Instagram, though. Yeah, you know, yep. Truth of everybody. Truth. Listen out there. Truth of the Matter TN. Truth of the Matter. You got Matt, Jacob, and of course, your uh, hosts, Morgan and Jay. We are hashtag not soft.